0: To be a great, great day today. Are you ready for God's word? Come on, let's pray. Let's believe God together. Father, in Jesus' name, we're thankful for this opportunity we have to study your word today. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, of opening up this amazing book called the Bible. Thank you that you loved us so much that you wrote a book about yourself so we wouldn't be intimidated, we wouldn't be misinformed, that we would know how much you love us and the big plan you have for our lives. Thank you for loving us so much that you never want us to leave us the way we are. You're always challenging us to grow and to become better, to become a blessing, uh, to be uh, all the, the gifts that we need to be to this lost and dying world. What a joy today to be in church. What a joy to be with other brothers and sisters in Christ, whether here in the room or around the world online. Thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness. You're so good to us. We give you all the honor and all the glory and praise. And all of God's people said... Amen. Welcome to week three in our four-part series entitled, No Perfect People Allowed. I don't know about you, but I love that phrase. Don't you love that phrase? Now, understand something. That phrase, no perfect people allowed, is not just a powerful statement. It also happens to be the heart of International Family Church happens to be what guides us. It is the filter. It is the lens, if you will, how we as a leadership team look at the world and look at people. It's not just a statement that that raises up uh, good feelings or so forth. It is absolutely something we're working hard with here here at International Family Church. I know a judgment-free zone. We're here creating a culture where people who are far from God, have a place to feel welcome, yes. a place to feel loved and valued, yes. amen? So no matter what, what part of life, no matter how old you are, no matter your nationality, no matter no matter where you are in life, we pray that, that International Family Church is a home for you, yes. amen? If you're a seeker, if you're searching, if you've been around the things of God a long time, we pray there's something for everyone here at International Family Church, and that's what we are working tirelessly doing. Now, I know all of you will agree with me that the last two weeks were phenomenal. How many would agree with that? Outstanding. Pastor Josh outdid himself. Thank you, Pastor Josh. They, they've been away this week and well-deserved, but uh, thank you, Pastor Josh, for helping us understand the heart of God. Man, if there's no mistake in the last two weeks, and if you weren't here, I would encourage you to go online at intlfamilychurch.com, go to the media section, every message is archived. Uh, You you will want to go back and listen to those again and again and again, uh, and especially if you weren't here, so you'll understand the season that we're in, trying to understand our hearts to want to build a family church here that really cares about people. Incredible job, Pastor Josh did. In part one, he talked about how to create a culture that writes people in. Wasn't that brilliant? We as human beings, we write people off. Jesus writes people in. Amen. I love what he said. We must understand the church is a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. Man, that's good. A refuge for the hurting, A refuge for those that have lost their way. Part two, last week he talked about seeing people the way that Jesus sees them. And to reach people uh, the way Jesus does, we need to see them the way He does. And the way He sees them, He sees them as precious fruit, not bad apples. Wasn't that a great illustration about the apples? I, I, I thought it was just absolutely brilliant. It really was. So what do we do now? What do we do with the heart of God like this? When the heart of God is so expressed to you so clearly and you get our heart as a church and where we're going and what we're doing, what our culture is, what do we do now with that information? Well, these next two weeks, I want to help you understand what do we do with this heart? How, how do we cultivate it? How do we how do we yield to it? How do we make it work for us? And how do we make it uh, uh, the truly... Uh, an army of believers that that are are out there doing God's work on a daily basis. And so uh, today I want to challenge you and next week challenge you because we know Easter's coming up and uh, I hope you're believing God with us for Easter. You got your choice of five services and believing God for great things to happen as as we're believing for many people that are far from God to come to Christ and and believing that you have people in mind that you're inviting and believing God for. We're just in agreement with you. But let's get right to our big takeaway for today. Our big takeaway for today is life is so much more rewarding when you realize you can be the answer to someone's prayer. You are a miracle waiting to happen. You are a miracle waiting to happen. Do you see yourself that way? Because many people don't. Many people don't see themselves as a miracle waiting to happen. Many people don't understand how to be somebody else's answer to prayer. And I get it. All of us have many needs. All of us are believing for miracles. All of us need breakthrough. Are you kidding me? All of us have many areas of our life that, man, we just need God to come through for us. But if we're not careful, we miss the heart of God and we miss how God sees us in this world. How God sees us, amen, in our neighborhoods, in our places of employment, in our colleges and universities. And we need to understand this today. Today, I want to talk to you about be the miracle. Be the miracle. Many are praying for miracles. They're saying, God, please send me a friend. God, I need an encouraging word. My, my family's a mess. I, I'm dealing with sickness and disease. I, I've, I've got addictions. I, I'm not right. I, God, I, I need you to come through for me. We have to realize that we can become the miracle that other people need. Right? So God uses people. Listen to this. God uses people. He has no hands to heal except through our hands. He has no voice to encourage except through our voice. He has no arms to hug except through our arms. See, God could have chosen the angels to say, angels, now you go and minister to those people that need me. And, and, and he didn't do it that way. He could have created another species of of individuals to do it or some other way or or wave his hand or or wiggle his nose and everybody would know about the love of God. God said, hey, I want to use you. You're the ones that represent me here on this earth. And how well are we representing him? And in many cases, we're not representing him very well at all, right? We're not. And Pastor Josh made that very clear in his message. But we are... God's hands. We are God's voice. We are God's arms. And God will bring people across our path so that we can be the answer that they're believing for. You may not realize it, but there's a miracle waiting to happen through you. You might know someone who's lonely and someone who's calling out to God for a friend, and you are the miracle that they need. Someone's going through a very difficult, confusing season in their life, and they don't know the next step. They don't know what to do next. And, and a simple phone call from you that says, I, I know you're going through a hard time. I'm believing with you. You are that somebody. Amen. Or somebody who's just had this terrible negative medical report and they're worried about their own life and their family and their their own mortality. And man, they're 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 needing a sign from God. God, I need to know you're in control. God, I need to know that you're there. You are that sign. Someone who's just overwhelmed by life because the, the debt has become such an a, a overwhelming burden and they're crying out to God, God, I need some help. I, I don't know how to get out of this mess. I need someone to, to show me the way. You are that somebody. So you got to understand something, that there is a miracle in you waiting to happen. There's something you're good at, something you care about more than somebody else, something about your past experience, something about your past hurt, your past breakthroughs, the things you believe God that makes you uniquely qualified to be somebody else's answered prayer. Years ago, my wife and I signed up for this. We signed up to be other people's answers prayer. We said yes and be committed to the fact that we wanted to be somebody else's miracle. I'm going to give you some illustrations today, not only from our own life, but from people here at International Family Church that have committed themselves to be somebody else's miracle. Take time to be somebody else's miracle. Now, how do you do that? You got to be aware of people. You can't just go from point A to point B as fast as you can. You can't just be so consumed about yourself that you're not hearing, you're not listening, you're not making, you're not paying attention. Right in front of us, people are saying things, acting out in ways, saying things, doing things. Um, you can tell by their demeanor. You can tell by your coworker or your neighbor or. Issues that come up around you that that we need to be better at paying attention to what is right around us because right around us are people crying out to God. They might not use his name. They might use his name. They might use his name in vain. But the fact remains is that that we are the people that God wants to use to begin to open up their hearts and to begin to realize how much God loves them through us. Amen. Amen. But what I want you to see is He put miracles in us. Now, I didn't realize that years ago. He put miracles in me. I'm a miracle waiting to happen. I am somebody else's answered answer to prayer. Amen. We can be the answer to somebody else. We could be that good break they're believing God for. You can be the help that they're longing to have. Amen helping that family who's struggling with that rent or knowing that that boy, that young man has no father or absent father and you got that extra Red Sox ticket and you and your son could take him. No big deal to you, but it's a miracle to him, right? There's always something, there's always someone, there's always uh, 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 an, an area where we can absolutely make a difference. I heard it said, sometimes we don't need a miracle, we just need one another. Wow. If we all had the attitude, I'm a miracle waiting to happen, what in the world would take place? How would your neighborhood change? How would your work environment change? Right? How would wherever you go change, amen, Walmart, Target, Stop and Shop, Market Basket, wherever it is, what would change about us if we always walked around trying to pay a little bit more attention in the midst of our own life to say, God, who am I to be a miracle to today? Who am I going to meet today to be somebody else's prayer, answer to prayer? What, who am I going to meet? What circumstances am I going to be in that you desire to use me because your heart for people is obvious? Amen? Look around who's in your life. Listen. Pay attention. Can you put a good word in for them at the office Is their address that they need for a special occasion that, man, you have a closet full with a tag still on them? That they could use or borrow or give? Um, Is is there some way to help someone? Is there something that you possess, something that you have? Um, You you know someone else is alone from their family, from maybe they're from another state, another country, and asking them out to lunch um, once in a while. What would that do for them, and how would it make you feel knowing you were a blessing to somebody else? I mean, there's just so many opportunities around us, isn't there? So many opportunities. And and when you pay attention, you realize, whoa, there are many more opportunities than I ever realized. Amen. There's healing in you. There's restoration in you. There's friendship in you. There's a new beginning in you. And life is so much more rewarding when you realize you can be the answer to somebody else's prayer. You can lift the fallen and restore the broken and be kind to the stranger and become somebody else's miracle. I hear people say all the time, but well, Pastor, but you don't understand, I need my miracle. My miracle, what I need is so overwhelming. And I just live with it day after day. I wake up and I realize the lack that I have. I wake up and realize the heart that is hurting. And I wake up and realize my family is such a disarray. And I wake up and realize, oh my goodness, everything around me just needs to be fixed. And if you will become a miracle, God will always make sure that you'll have your miracle when you need it. I believe that with all my heart today. I can't tell you how I just passionately believe in that. And I've seen the fruit and the result of it in my own marriage, with my own children, my grandchildren, on and on it goes. As long as you're sowing the right seeds to the right people with the right opportunity, with the right attitude, amen, you know what? You'll have the right break when you need it in your future. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 11, 24, 25 is, is the scripture for us today that really helps us understand what Vern and I said yes to many years ago and we continue to say yes to. Proverbs eleven twenty four 24, and 25 says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Have you noticed that? Here it is. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Another translation says those who refresh others are they themselves refreshed. Man, that's a that's a scripture you can take to the bank. That's a scripture you can build a life around. Build an attitude around. Be your filter and be the lens in which you look at life at. You know why? Because that's God's heart. If you want your dream to come to pass, Help somebody else's dream come to pass. This isn't rocket science. You need a miracle, become a miracle. When you take time to invest in others, the seeds you sow will always come back to you. You can't help everyone, but you can help somebody. You might not be able to meet the entire need, but you can do a portion of that when you lift somebody else up, amen, and you refresh somebody else up, it only is a matter of time before that refreshing and that help and that blessing comes back to you. As you help them rise higher, you'll rise higher. When you meet their need, God will meet your need. When you become a miracle, God will give you a miracle. As a partner here at IFC, I'll I'll use the name Jim, even though that's not his name. The story is real, but for real and true. But but Jim worked in an office, a very busy office. They were going through transition. And they had a whole system change with their computers and a whole different structure that they all had to learn. Well, Jim had an aptitude to learn about these systems pretty quickly. And so he was kind of up to par in his office, but many others in the office weren't. There was one particular person he worked with that had much more seniority than he did, I was there a lot longer than he was, and he was having a very difficult time getting up to par, and he was concerned, he was kind of hiding it, he didn't want anybody else to know, and so Jim figured it out that he was just clueless, and he began to give him some suggestions. He said, well, if you, if you do it this way, it's a lot easier. And then the door opened and he began to spend a little bit more time with him. And after hours, they were working together and he was helping him come up to par. But there was this little voice in Jim's ear saying, what are you doing? You can't tell him everything you know. You got to hold something back. You don't want him to know more than you. You don't want him to know exactly what you know. Have, have a little advantage. Have, have something over him because he's got more than you do and more more, aware, more uh, uh, seniority than you do. But he ignored that and realized that he was going to be this person's blessing. So he continued. This went on for months. After a while, this person was very much up to speed, and so they kept going. Lo and behold, an opportunity rose up that you would have thought would have went to the guy who had more seniority. But they saw what he did. They saw him helping others. They saw that he wanted, He was very much a team person. They saw he was very much a person who wanted to help others and, and not just only for himself. Well, he got the promotion and got an immediate $10,000 raise. Why? Because he became somebody else's miracle. He became somebody else's answered prayer. He saw a need and stepped in, and subsequently got on a trajectory where he began to make so much more money than he ever made before, all because he understood there was a miracle in him waiting to happen. Say it with me I am a miracle. Waiting to, waiting to happen. Say it again. I have a miracle, am a miracle. Waiting, to waiting to happen. Imagine if you really believe that. Imagine if you did something about it. Imagine if you lived your life that way and you recognize that, that this is God's plan. This is how God reaches our world. Amen. Yeah. Jesus told a parable in Luke chapter 10 about a man that was on a journey And while he was on this journey, robbers attacked him, beat him up, left him at the side of the road to die. We know three different men came across this scene. The first was a priest, and he came, didn't even bother crossing the road. He saw what looked like something that wasn't very good, and he kind of felt bad and said, I hope somebody comes by and helps him, and off he goes. The second man was a Levite or an assistant To the priests and he did a little bit better, at least he crossed the road and checked out the man and felt sorry, realized, man, that's unfair, that's not right. But he also kept on going. Third man, a Samaritan man, came by. He did the same thing the first two did. He he stopped and he looked. But the Bible says, if you read it, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. And so instead of saying hope somebody comes by, he stopped and took the time to realize I am this man's miracle. This is not by accident. I am here on purpose. And he recognized the need. And, and, and God put him in my path. I can be his healer. I can be a restorer. I can be his new beginning. Understand something about compassion. For compassion to be true compassion... It must go from just talk to action. Amen. Compassion is love in action. Amen. Wow. I don't know if any compassion rose up or anything, any any pity or anything rose up in the first two. It doesn't tell us, but definitely in that third man, the Samaritan, and obviously he's on his way somewhere, and then what did he do? He reached down. He gave him something to drink of his own water. He... Mended, began to wash and clean his wounds from his own garments. He put the man and picked him up and put him on his own uh, animal. Took him where, however long the journey was to get to this inn, paid the man enough for not only now but any expenses that would come. So, obviously, he had some money, maybe he was a businessman on his way to a business meeting, um, and he said, I'll be back. I promise whatever I need to owe you for his care, I'll be back to take care of him. Wow. What a blessing. Think about that. And and every time I read the story, the question always rises up in me. Which man am I? Which man are you? Are you the religious man who religiously looks at things and, and makes a certain judgment and, oh, I, I don't know, you know, and just kind of moves on and, and makes a certain judgment, or, or are you the second man that at least got over there and looked and, and so forth and, 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 and felt like it was, felt sorry for the man but moved on, or are you the third man that absolutely gets involved, does some part, does something? Like I said, we might not be able to do everything, but, but the key here in this story is do something, get involved somehow right whatever the need might be so it's interesting that jesus used a priest as an example here in this parable he couldn't stop he had to get to the temple he had his religious duties to do maybe he had to go teach about how to be somebody else's neighbor maybe he needed to go teach how to help other people maybe he couldn't get his priestly garments dirty Uh, because he had to go do temple activities, whatever the case may be. See, true religion gets dirty. True religion rolls up its sleeves. True religion doesn't make a judgment from afar. True religion doesn't say, I wish somebody would do something about that guy about that neighbor, about that situation. I wish somebody would come to their aid. I wish somebody else would do something. True religion sometimes, you know, true religion is not all talk, right? There's action involved, right? And so we understand that true religion gets dirty, lifts other people up. And when you lift someone that's down up, you have are never more like God when you lift up someone who's hurting. Someone who needs rescuing, someone who needs the simple phone call or just the text or whatever it is to encourage and to love and to get involved in your neighborhood, to see the need around you um, and and so forth and, and recognize how true that is. So true religion, the Bible says, is reaching out to the loveless in their plight. Wow. True religion doesn't judge people to see whether or not they deserve the help. We do that sometimes. She does deserve to help, but you know, I understand it. She's not living quite right. I'm not sure if she really deserves it. I understand he needs the help. He's a mess, but he's been so addicted, man. He brought this on himself. Uh, I don't know if he really should help him um, and and cause him to, you know, not be what he needs to be. He, he, he did this himself. So Understand the heart of God doesn't make those kind of judgments. It really doesn't. True religion doesn't judge people to see if they deserve the help. Think about the life and ministry of Jesus. Mark chapter 2, we get a glimpse into the heart of Jesus in verse 15 through 17. It says, Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many other task collectors and other disreputable sinners. There are many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. Isn't that interesting? Well, there are some folks that weren't perfect following Jesus, some people that were disreputable, some people that were good old-fashioned sinners far from God. But when the teachers of the religious law were with, were, who were Pharisees saw Him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked the disciples, what, why does He eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, He told them, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I, I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Wow. See, that's the heart of God. That needs to be my heart. That needs to be your heart. Amen. We need to get to the place. And I, I heard a, a pastor friend of mine say this recently. He said... Don't give somebody such a hard time when they repent from their sin. How how wrong is that, that we just nail people, we get all over people, here they are repenting for their sin, here they are trying to get right, and we give them a hard time. That doesn't sound right to me, does it sound right to you? That's not a miracle looking for someplace to happen, that's not being somebody else's answered prayer. Amen. God didn't call us to judge people. He called us to heal people. He called us to restore people. He called us to be somebody else's miracle. Anybody can find fault. They're a dime a dozen. Anybody can be critical. But it's it's that person who sees the need and sees like anybody else sees, resists the temptation to judge and realizes I'm no better than they are only thing different between me and them is I have Jesus and they don't. Otherwise, what's the difference? Come on, somebody. Amen. How true that is. Say it with me. I am a miracle waiting to happen. I am a miracle waiting to happen. Amen. The Samaritan immediately went to work. Immediately went to work. Started helping him and... Making a difference. He didn't think twice about it. That's the kind of person I want us to be. That's the kind of person I want to be. That's the reputation I want International Family Church to have. Amen. We're not, we're not moved away. We're not turned off. doesn't matter who you are, what you are, where you are, what season of life you're in. Amen. We don't want to be passerbys. Don't be a pass-by. Don't be a passerby. Don't be the somebody who walks away. Don't be that person. Amen. Be the person that recognizes God's heart. Amen. And and, and helps lift the falling. Heal the hurting. Be a friend to the lonely. Help somebody else have their dream come to pass. And why? Because you're full of miracles. Listen very carefully. Being a Christian doesn't automatically make us passionate or inclusive of others if that were true our churches would be bursting at the seams if that were true man we, we, we wouldn't have room to put the people if that came naturally if that was just something that happened when you gave your life to Christ and being a Christian simply places you in a privileged category of those whom God has been compassionate towards that reality should be all the motivation we will ever need to help someone else. Listen to this about compassion. Compassion is the early warning system that alerts you to pay attention. Someone needs the Jesus in you. To me, compassion is the billboard. Compassion is the eh, eh, eh pay attention. Someone needs you right now. And it's the early warning system. It says you walked in that building, you walked in that store, you walked in that place, and something came up inside of you. You might not see it, but it's the sign that says, pay attention, Jonathan. Look, listen, don't just walk to aisle seven to buy your olive oil. Whatever. I'm Italian. We like olive oil. It's in my skin. That's why I turn brown. What can I say? Uh, right whatever it is your favorite fruit loops whatever it is have, pay attention as you are on your way listen because God wants to use you anytime Jesus moved with the compassion what happened the dead were raised right healing came answers to prayer came God moved on on behalf of others and when compassion rises up inside of you pay attention Verna and I were in Walmart. She was in front of me in that long line, uh, you know, getting frustrated, like, why aren't there more registers open? You've been there, right? In that long line, Verna comes up to the cash register. A lady is there. Verna says later, she felt like this compassion rose up. She began to ask her how she was doing and, and, and said, you know, are you okay? And woman began to cry. She said, no, I'm not. My, my husband died this last past week. The Lord didn't make a big deal about it. She didn't say, Thus saith the Lord in the middle of Walmart. That's not her style. But very quietly, while she was paying the bill, she asked the lady, Could I pray for you? And simply helped put her hand on her hand and prayed for her. That woman broke down and said, Thank you. I needed that today. She was somebody else's miracle. She was a miracle in her waiting to happen. Yeah, it happened at Walmart, and she could have ignored that. How many times have we ignored those things? We all have done that. But the Scripture talks about how one day God will wipe away all of our tears. There'll be no more tragedy, no more sickness, no more pain, right? That's coming. But in the meantime, we are the ones who wipe away the tears. We are the ones that step in when others step out. Until that day, until we get to heaven, until that time comes when everything else is wiped away, there are much pain and much agonizing here on this earth. So we are the ones. God one day will wipe it away. But until that day comes, I'm that person. You're that person. We are the ones Where there's pain, we rise up. Where there's rejection, we reach out. Where there's somebody that's very different than you, you don't let that bother you. Why? Because Jesus lives in you. Amen. Amen. I love that about God. I love that about how we are to lift up the fallen and restore the broken and encourage somebody who is in need. Amen. But our, our... Church is wonderful, and we celebrate it today, and we love being in church. But you know, our real assignment starts when we walk out those double doors. That's the real assignment. The real assignment is not to go to church. Now, we should go to church, and we're grateful that you're here today. And we shouldn't ignore going to church like some do, the Bible says, especially as the days get evil. Um, So yes, coming to church is awesome, but we come because the real assignment is to get pumped up and get full of truth and get understanding, amen, so that we can go outside those double doors and use it on a lost and dying world. Amen? Amen. 1995. It's a great story. It's a true story. young lady has twins, they're premature, very premature, the doctors are concerned whether these twins are going to survive or not. One of the girls begins to thrive and begins to make really good progress, but her sister becomes sicker and sicker. Her blood pressure is low, her body temperature is low, her heart is not working well, and and she's getting weaker and weaker as the days go by. The doctor said this doesn't look good and she might not live the night. Well, the nurse very passionately began to plead with the hospital to put the twins together. That was not what medically they did. They kept them in separate, separate locations, separate incubators. So somehow after a lot of persuasion, they agreed to make an exception. So they put both of the twins together. The sickly one who was dying and the one who was thriving, somehow throughout the night, the healthy premature baby put her arm around her sister who was sick. It's an amazing story and it's called the rescuing hug. Here's a picture of what they found in the morning. Somehow the healthy sister Put her arm around the sick sister. And do you know that morning, the heart rate went up? The temperature went up? Her heart stabilized? She began to get better a little by little. Every day she got better and better. And here are the twins today. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) I don't know about you, but... I'm a sucker for stories like that. Oh, that just moves my heart. And I I I just absolutely moves my heart that even innate into a premature girl, a little baby, there's this innate thing inside of her to put her arm around her sick sister. All the more for us as an adult. What about our words? What about our hug? What about our arc phone call? What about our attention and time? What can God do? And how can God use us to be a rescuing word, a rescuing hug, a rescuing opportunity to be in that place? You don't always see how powerful we really are, but God's put healing in you. Your hugs can cause people to get better. Your kind words can put somebody back on their feet. It's happened to me several times. This one particular time my wife and I were ministering to a uh, a pastor and his wife. We were at breakfast. Uh, breakfast turned into three and a half hours of issues in their life and marriage and transition in the church. And the, the, the wife is just devastated and hard to find her identity back in the church again. The church is growing, and it's just it's just a, it's a real confusing time. So we're ministering to them, and we were about to leave. We got to get going. We have quite a little journey to get to back to back home, and. And my wife is standing next to her and her husband's standing next to her. And I just had this need, this assignment came on me to put my arm around her. And my wife's right there, her husband's right there. And she began to break down and she cried. I felt this, I don't want to sound overly spiritual, but this power went out of me. And this hug. Became this arm, it wasn't even a hug, this arm around her shoulder began as she began to cry. and She said, the Spirit of God began to minister to her. And she began, she said, it, it felt like my dad came back from the dead to give me a hug. Isn't that amazing? And she has wrote to us several times about what happened since that time of the encouragement from simply feeling led by the Spirit of God to put my arm around her. Wow, the power of a hug. It's great to receive a miracle, but it's greater, far greater to be the miracle. Who are you helping? Who are you lifting up? Who are you praying for? Your destiny is connected to helping others. That's what you do. That's who you are. Here's how Isaiah put it. When you feed the hungry... When you clothe the naked, when you help those in need, Isaiah 58 verse 8 says this, Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Why? Because you were selfish and wanted your own miracle? No, because you were somebody else's. Because you were a blessing. Amen. If you will make it your business to become a miracle, or God will take... You And and help you understand that boomerang effect that when you bless somebody else, it will be a blessing back to you. You are the answer to somebody else's prayer. You are the kindness to the stranger. You, you're the help to a friend. You are the miracle they're believing for. When you go out each day with that attitude, I'm a miracle waiting to happen. Say it with me. Your life will change. One last example, several years ago, we were on our way to the same hotel we stayed at this last two weeks. On the way down, one of our members, one of our partners, had a terrible car accident. And I knew as soon as we got registered and got in the room that I was going to call Pat, make sure she was okay. I dialed her number, and a woman's voice that didn't sound like Pat answered the phone. And, of course, I said, Hi, Pat. Pastor Jonathan here. I hear you're going through a a difficult time. What's going on? And then this voice that wasn't Pat said, I don't know who you are, but I've been crying out to God. My husband passed away yesterday. And I just was asking God for a sign to let me know he was there with me. I don't know who you are, but thank you. It wasn't the Pat I was trying to reach. It was a different Pat. She lived in a central part of the United States. Somehow when I dialed 781, blah, 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 whatever the number was, God supernaturally sent that phone call to a different Pat who was crying out to God for a sign. I ministered to Pat. Prayed for Pat, amen. Help Pat hung up and called the other Pat. <laughs> Don't tell me God won't use you to be somebody else's miracle. This day, that still blows my mind to think wow, I'm in Florida and somehow the phone call goes to the central part of the United States to a different Pat who just lost her husband wow, we serve an amazing God. It's not your ability. It's your availability. Are you available to be somebody else's miracle? Are you available to be somebody else's answered prayer? Are you that person that God can count on? Again, remember our big takeaway. Life is so much more rewarding when you realize you can be the answer to someone else's prayer You are a miracle waiting to happen. My challenge to you is, let's be a miracle church. And the way we can be a miracle church is every one of us say, yes, I want to be that miracle waiting to happen. Yes, I want to be somebody else's answered prayer. That's how we become a miracle church. I know we're all believing God to be somebody else's answered prayer. Who are you praying for to be here for Easter? Whose salvation are you standing in the gap for? Who? A family friend, a stranger, a neighbor, someone you would never reach out to, someone very different than you are, someone who has a way different background, personality, look, appearance, behavior, attitude. Amen. I'm believing God as you are, that the people that I'm praying for are going to be here as I invite them to come to Easter service, that they're going to be here and hear about the gospel. Hear about Jesus, who's not dead, but alive. Amen. I would encourage you as you leave today to make sure you get one of those papers, No Perfect People Allowed, and write somebody's name on that. Let's pin it up on the wall. We're believing God every day for them. You got six names. Get six different pieces of paper and write that name down there. Can we believe God for miracles? Amen. And watch God use you to be that miracle as you pray, as you invite, as you use that inviter card to to believe God with us, to stand and, and expect God to use us in a very powerful, powerful way. Amen? Be the miracle. Will you be that today? I sign up for that. How about you? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for such a simple word and it's We hear it, we think, yeah, right, that that makes sense. But Father God, the result of which can be so profound that you would use us to be your hands, to be your voice, to be your arms, to be your feet, to be your heart. Wow, what a privilege. Thank you, Father God, that over these last three weeks we've We've heard all about your heart. That's the heart we have. That's the heart we desire to develop. That's who we are in everyday living, right there in the shop, right there in the store, right there in your neighbor's driveway, right there on the college campus, right there at Market Basket. That's where life happens. Where life happens with us, Father God, thank you for using us to make a difference. We might not ever open a Bible or quote a verse, but Father God, through our heart and our words and through our touch, through our our eyes of love, through our kind words, Father God, we begin to plant seeds that are sown into the heart of a person far from God. They don't realize they're seeds where the Holy Ghost can begin now to use those seeds to draw them closer to God, to draw them to a family, a family like ours here at International Family Church. Father, use us. We say, yes, I wanna be a miracle waiting to happen. I wanna be somebody else's answered prayer. I want to be the answer to prayer to that mom who's praying for their son and lo and behold he works in a cubicle right next to me or I go to school with him or I meet him in the bus somehow you overwhelmingly supernaturally orchestrate our lives in such an amazing way use us for your honor and for your glory do you believe that today? come on let's stand to our feet Let's sing about this love of God today. Let's sing about this love that God has shown us. It's an overwhelming love. It's an amazing love. Oh, let's sing it today. Come on, sing it with me. Yes. Yes. Holy oh, never end. Come on, raise those hands towards heaven today. Let's open up ourselves up to his love today. Yeah, thank you, Father. With our hands raised today. Thank you, Father. Come on, one more time. Yes, don't be overwhelming, never ending, friendless love of God. Oh, it chases me down by his I've come to leave for 99. I couldn't earn it. Yeah, I don't deserve Thank it. Thank you, it's Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, come on. Thank you for that love today. Oh, I thank you, Father God. It's because of your love that I'm here today. It's because of your love today I'm in my right mind. It's because of your love today I'm on my way to heaven. It's because of your love today that my marriage and family has been restored. Oh, come on. Thank him today. Thank him for that never-ending, amazing supernatural, overwhelming love of God today. Oh, Father, thank you. We want that love to flow through us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Change us from the inside out today in Jesus' name. With every head bowed, please. Pastor Mo will come in just a moment to close the service. I want to make sure that everyone in This room today, everyone, in the sound of my voice today, you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know a Jesus that loves you, forgives you, gives you a brand new start. I want to make sure that everyone here knows this Jesus today, that your sins are forgiven, that heaven is your home, a brand new start belongs to you, and you can fulfill God's purpose for your life you'll say pastor i don't know this jesus but i want to i need my sins forgiven i want to live being a miracle i need to first of all be the miracle so i can be a miracle to somebody else the miracle of salvation is the greatest miracle of all i want to make sure jesus lives in your heart today whether you're in the room or joining us live online today i want to pray for you you say pastor pray for me please i need to know who you are today by simply raising your hand you're saying pastor I want you to pray for me, please. I'm not going to embarrass you or have you come forward. Thank you, sir. Anybody else? Raise up your hand today. That's me, Pastor. I'm ready. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Who else? Raise it up high today. Yes. Thank you. Yes, I see here, over here on the side. Thank you, ushers. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you over here. Thank you. Yes, young man, I see it. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Who else? You can put your hand down. No sense leaving without knowing for sure today. Let's make sure Jesus lives inside your heart. That your sins are forgiven today. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Yes, thank you. God bless you. Wonderful. Isn't that the greatest miracle of all? To see these hands go up today to say, yes, I'm ready. I want this, Pastor. I want Jesus today. I want a new beginning. I want a brand new life. I want to be a miracle. I need a miracle in my life. Anybody else to say, today I need the miracle of salvation. Thank you, ma'am. Good for you. Who else? Raise it up high today before we pray. Yes, I see it back there. Thank you. Who else? Wonderful. Man, God's so good. Let's all pray this prayer together. You that are in the room, that raise your hand. All of us as a family are going to pray together online. Join us in a prayer, please. Let's pray this together. Father, in Jesus' name. I come before you. I need you, Jesus. I need a miracle. Jesus, you are a miracle. Thank you for dying for me. But you didn't stay dead. You're alive and well. Now I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and make me alive. Forgive me from my sin. I denounce my past. I will live for you, Jesus, all the days of my life. I declare you as my Lord and my Savior. I need you. Thank you for changing me from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, God bless you.